Hello and welcome to the audio version of Responsibility Digest. When all you want seems out of reach. When you feel like you can't get your life together. When everyone else seems to be moving forward but you. As my oldest favorite book reminds me, don't panic. There I was giving a standing ovation for Dr. Porges at the end of the conference. With my brain spinning and my body overwhelmed, it was time to remember discomfort doesn't mean danger. It was day four the last day of the first annual Polyvagal Conference in Jacksonville, Florida. I texted my team and said, imagine Tom Hanks in Castaway coming back and being around people after being alone for so long. I feel so much clearer in some ways and so much more foggy in others. I may need to talk with you as my Wilson to get clarity again. It's not competitive here, it's, it's so supportive. And that's what feels dysregulating. It's not bad, it, it's just a lot. You know, I was tired and my body was taxed from continual social stimulation after years of being somewhat isolated. It was what I had craved for to connect to my community of professionals in the polyvagal world. And yet, I was teetering on the edge of depleted. I was entering a state of dysregulation. Remember from a previous rad that a brain responding to a dysregulated nervous system will not have full access to the prefrontal cortex, which is where our reason ability comes from. So most likely, all the thoughts that showed up at that point will be a little or a lot to the side of accurate. Now, before you hear the next thoughts that showed up for me in this moment, here is an important thing to remember. In this state of dysregulation, my cutie patootie brain begins running on outdated information filtered through trauma patterns I developed to keep me safe in an unsafe moment. So here comes some old beliefs up into my precious dysregulated brain. You are never going to be as successful as the people here. Look at them. Everyone is so far ahead of you. Just give up. You don't know what you're talking about. Why are you even here? And who do you think you are calling yourself the polyvagal coach? Oh boy. So now what? Now this is where learning the skill of the maintenance of being human comes into play. As I continue to learn how to care for myself in times of dysregulation, I am less and less caught to the dysregulation itself because guess what? I know the not a secret secret. 
that dysregulation happens. And I am familiar with how I experience a dysregulated state. Now, this is not a flex. It's just a skill developed from years of applying the things we talk about here in the red. And for those of you who are my clients, we talk about it in session. And honestly, my wish is to keep putting this into action continuously. Yes, continuously. Because when it comes to being human, there's no mastery. We aren't intended to become masters of being human. (laughs) We are intended to learn how to interact with our humanness. (laughs) Sometimes I'll have a client ask me, when am I done with this noticing thing? And this is when I say, good news, bad news is, well, never. (laughs) As a human with breath in your lungs, there is no done Now, this can be super frustrating to hear when there is a part of me that just wants the hard thing to be over. The yucky, slimy mire to be cleared. And I just want to feel better now. When I haven't learned yet that discomfort doesn't mean danger. To that part of me, this is definitely bad news. To another part of me, Perhaps the part I am learning to nurture and develop right here in this moment? Well, to that part, this is really good news. This is the part that is excited about learning, the part of me that experiences support that is actually here, ready, and available, no matter what I am going through. This part of me knows that when I hear my brain react to dysregulation by saying things like just give up, what it's really telling me is, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I don't know how to feel safe right now. This part of me understands that it is okay and natural to have a reaction in certain situations and does not take those reactions personally. This part of me remembers to pause and notice the body breathing or notice the room I am in to take one tiny baby action step towards my goal, to rest and co-regulate and self-regulate and start again. So on that day, on day four of the Polyvagal Conference, I stood there full of appreciation for my body's remarkable ability to navigate stress. Full of old beliefs showing up. And I took those five steps listed above. I gave my seatmates hugs and I wished them well. And I went up to my room and rested. And you know what? I needed more time than I could have anticipated to rest, which is why, dear one, I'm releasing the October and November rad in December. I do wish that I didn't need as much time as I did. Of course I do. I take my work seriously and 
I hold you precious, I value you. And also, I have made a promise to all of my clients, to all of you, my family, friends, and community, and to myself. I have made the promise that I will not offer something that will cause harm. Which means sometimes my ego is refined along the way in this gift of being human. Sending you a great, big, regulated, rested, and belated hug. Your coach, Alicia. P.S. My oldest favorite book is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. The cover to that book has in large, friendly letters on the cover, Don't Panic which has been a source of perspective and humor me, humor for me since reading it the first time at the age of 16. And now it's time for practical application. This month, let's look at what happens for your own body and mind when the nervous system is in a dysregulated state, and then make one baby step towards a goal you have in mind. Quote from Deb Dana from the podcast Sounds True, Insights at the Edge, July 2020. The nervous system is the foundation for all of your lived experience. It's where everything begins in your mind-body system. We think that the brain is running the show, but in fact, it's beneath the level of the brain. It's inside your body. It's in these pathways that help us connect. It helps us to mobilize and to fight flight, and that helps us move into disappearance. All of those things are built into our human body for a very good reason. The nervous system is a common denominator. We all have one. End of quote. Getting familiar with your own nervous system and how it works in the process of dysregulation is vital in coming to have more ownership and choice in challenging times. So here's an exercise. Playing with goals and self-understanding. There are eight steps. Step one. Think of something you would like to accomplish. Bring to mind a little goal that you'd like to accomplish or something you wish to experience. Step two, pause. Step three, notice what thoughts show up once you set the goal or wish. Notice what body sensations you experience. Notice if there are any emotions also. Step four, pause. Step five, place your hand on your belly or chest or not (laughs) and notice the body is breathing for three of your natural breaths. Whatever the speed or depth of the breath is okay. Or wiggle your toes purposely up and down in your shoes or socks or slippers or bare feet, up, down, 
up, down, up, down. Or connect to a person, item, or place that will remind you, I am safe. Step six, ask yourself, what small thing am I able to do in this moment that will bring me one step closer to my goal or wish? Step seven, do that one small thing. Step eight, celebrate. I didn't mean to rhyme. (laughs) Celebrate because you are amazing and super brave. Pro tip. For step one, it is better to start with an itty bitty, almost silly goal. Remember, our ultimate desire in this month's practical application is to get to know how dysregulation shows up for you and then to apply steps to co-regulate or self-regulate. You can increase the size of the goal incrementally. At first, the skill is learning to listen. Here comes the series, I am not a scientist, but I'm learning science things. So there's information going on inside and outside of me. But how does that help? Last month, we discussed in part the importance of interoception or the sensors in the body that send you information about what's going on inside of the body, like when you're hungry or when you have a headache. And now here we are discussing the promised exteroception. And yes, exteroception is probably exactly what you're thinking. How the sensors in the body send information coming from outside of the body, like sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. Now, this is how all of the external sensations and receptors send the external information to the brain. The nervous system's job is to send information to the brain through these afferent pathways. Remember, afferent are the pathways that send all of this information from the body up to the brain. Now, how we as humans interpret this information being sent to the brain, well, that's many hours of discussion and lots of support can be found through different disciplines. But for the sake of baby science, Let's think of how and when to lean upon interoceptive awareness or extraoceptive awareness in times of stress. If you're one of my clients, you may have heard me say many times, when things are complex, keep the support simple. So with simplicity at the forefront of this baby science series, I'd like to share two short reels from Dr. Anthony Huberman on how to choose between interoceptive or extraoceptive support. And I'll share the links to those reels in the notes to the show. Isn't that interesting? By learning how to listen to different forms of information, both internally and externally, you will begin to discern how you may need support in any given situation. So, for example, 
If you find yourself lost in the sea of external sensations, perhaps bring your attention to the body is breathing or the toes are moving. And if you find yourself thinking every internal sensation is danger, perhaps bring your attention to the colors in the room you are in or to the sounds you are hearing in your favorite song. This is baby science, no pressure. Just all of us humans learning bit by bit together. In science and safety, laughter and connection, Alicia. P.S. Here's a little bonus example of how to possibly use the extraceptors as a support. This is commonly called the 5-4-3-2-1 method. So feel free to look that up, but I'm going to do a short guided walk through this method. So noticing the body is breathing. Notice five things that you can see. Five things you see. I see a clock and my teapot. I see the bookshelves and books. And I see a candle. Notice four things you can feel. I feel the desk under my feet, the pillow on my lap, my sweater on my arms, and my earrings. Notice three things you can hear. I'm noticing my husband listening to TV. <laughs> I can hear the wind blowing outside and I can hear a plane going overhead. Notice two things you can smell or imagine smelling. I smell the wood from the bookshelves. And I smell lavender. And now notice one thing you can taste or imagine tasting. And I imagine tasting my favorite tea. And now notice the body is breathing. This is the five, four, three, two, one method really playing with experiencing those extraceptives together. Okay, it's so important to remember to be grateful. So here we have the gratitude highlight of the month. Thank you, Seth. Ah, oh, my friend, thank you for teaching me how to feel big feelings with another person in a safe way, for matching my intensity outside of the Mount Airy house in one of our many moments when two super feelers meet in a sensory overload. You hold a special place in my heart 
for the interchange of encouragement that you offer so freely, not only over these past 20 plus years we've known each other, but especially during 2020 when I wasn't sure what was up or down. You sent so many videos reminding me to laugh and telling me that you had faith that I would make it through. What an invaluable support this perspective is, remembering not to take myself so seriously. Thank you for being a brother born in times of distress. I know you are a blessing into forever. All right, that's it for this month's response, Ability Digest. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this work with friends and family around the world. My wish is to support you to understand just how amazing it is being human, even alongside of imperfection. Thank you for supporting me to continue to offer this work. My heart is honored with your trust. Until next month, a big hug from me to you, because co-regulation is always greater than isolation. <laughs>